the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4 and you are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the app. Download free from WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. Some clouds this evening, low down to 29. For Good Friday on the cloudy side, a little sun, very windy. Tomorrow's high is just 44. Mix of clouds and sun for Saturday. High 55. Sunday, some sun and clouds. We may get to 65 for Easter Sunday. That'd be lovely. Flyers lost last night 6-1 to Buffalo. Sixers are at Cleveland tonight at 7. March Madness continues this weekend on Saturday. A couple of games. You have Houston and Baylor at 514. I love these interesting times. And then UCLA and Gonzaga play at 834 and a half. But more than all of that, the fighting Phils are in action. Baseball's back. They're at the ballpark. And they're actually leading the Braves one zip bottom of the third. So we can just call the season right here. They win. We're good. What do you think, Victoria? Am I on to something here? Well, uh, yeah. Let's go with that. (laughs) Okay. Day one out of 162. One third of day one. We'll see how things play out, but it's exciting to have baseball back. How are you today? It absolutely is exciting. I'm doing well. Uh, Not going to lie, I kind of wish I was catching the game. But, you know, of course I love being on the (laughs) show as well. So if I look over during the program and the seat's empty, I'll know where you are. Yep, in front of a TV watching the fills. Okay. <laughs> at least if you're nearby, I can call you, you know, if there's an emergency. If you're heading down to the ballpark itself, they do have limited, uh, you know, fans available in the ballpark. In fact, yesterday, I played a clip for you. I'll throw it on again here just uh, for context. Joe Girardi managed the Yankees. I think he managed the Marlins uh, for a time also as a player. And, of course, the Phillies manager. Last year was his first year as the manager of the Phillies. Did not have a chance to uh, manage in front of any fans. And this time around, it's different. He was uh, on a Zoom call yesterday morning with reporters, and here's what he had to say about the excitement of opening day. I've been through a number of opening days, and they're always exciting. There's always butterflies. Um, You really look forward to it. But I don't know. I I feel like this one is different. You know, it's, you know, your first one is different as a player. Your first one is a manager. But I feel like this one is different because we didn't have fans last year. It just has a completely different feeling. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking as as the season progresses, we're allowed more and more fans. And it really gets back to normal. I think when you see people come through the turnstiles and in the seats tomorrow, it's just going to feel like we're getting our lives back somewhat. And um I'm actually really looking forward to it. To see fans in spring training was really, really nice. And not to have pumped in crowd noise and all of that. It, it was just, it felt like 
we were alive again, right? I mean, it just felt like it was baseball, and I and I can't wait till tomorrow. All right, and tomorrow is now today, and a game a game about an hour old, and we'll uh, we'll let you know how it's going a little bit later on. We're also very excited today for a couple of reasons. Uh, today feels like Friday to me. I've been really thrown off this week, uh, but that's okay. Of course, a good Friday tomorrow. A special show to let you know about for tomorrow. I just wanted to tell you from now, we're kind of going to push the commercials to the edges of the show. Had just a quick little intro, and then the vast majority of the program, 50 or 55 minutes or whatever, is going to be one song after the other, starting with songs to talk about Jesus being born, and all the way to the cross, right through the resurrection. No talking, no nothing, just a soundtrack. If you have the opportunity to make a date with your radio from now, to put on WFIL between approximately 4.03 tomorrow and and 4.59, and just sit down, close your eyes, and listen. I think you'll really be blessed. The simplicity of it, uh, we did this, did this last year, and I, I've done this in other other radio programs. There's a lot of power behind it. The, the songs are done very well, and uh, I'll leave it at that. So just I want to give you a heads up from now, 4.03 roughly tomorrow to 4.59, we'll have a nice long stretch for you to enjoy and to hear kind of the context of Jesus growing up right through the crucifixion and uh, being raised from the dead. So uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I'll be listening myself. Uh, So that's happening tomorrow. But before then, today, very special guest. You'll know her from Touched by an Angel. She was Monica on the program. It's on CBS for, I think it was nine seasons. And also done a lot of other things in her, uh, you know, entertainment and acting career and producing and all that sort of thing. Produced the Bible miniseries on the History Channel. You may remember that, too. Uh, She'll be joining us. Roma Downey will be joining us a little later on the program to talk about a brand new film called Resurrection that uh, I saw last night. And it's it's quite a work. It really is. Uh, I was actually caught off guard because the first 15, 20 minutes of the film kind of accelerate right through Jesus and his uh, going before Pilate, Peter betraying him, crucifixion. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of movie left. What's coming after this? Turns out the film has a lot more to do with what happened right after. And Jesus is all the way through it. And I don't want to give too much of it away. But as the, as a, after I got over the shock of, wow, this is like happening really quickly because you're so used to Easter movies being kind of about, you know, leading up to the crucifixion near the end and maybe the resurrection and, and then it's over. This is not like that. This actually talks about the disciples and and what life was like also after, right after. Very well done. It took a little while to get used to, honestly, because I was just not expecting that kind of a um, timeline. But then as I was watching, I was like, wow, I never even thought of some of this stuff. What, what was it like to be one of the disciples right after Jesus was crucified, and, and uh, you know, after he went to heaven, uh, there's a time in there that was probably very unsettling for them. Just kind of figure everybody went home and it was all over or something. It's like, no. I mean, I know that Scripture de- details a lot of what happened over time and the growth of the church, to Pentecost and all that. And that's in the film, too. But the, the, the lion's share of the film has more to do with that rather than the lead up to the crucifixion, per se, and the resurrection. So it it 
it's good and I like it for that reason. Actually, it, it's different in, in a good way. It's very well done cinematographically, if I can say that. So that's coming up. Also, Victoria, are you? How are you? I never asked you this. Are you like? Uh, do you like to cook at all, or do you like to bake? I am improving slowly but surely. But yes, I do like to bake cookies and things like that. I've gotten into that and some cooking. Yes. Okay. Well, I have a recipe. I want to share this hour. At what some kind point. of recipe are we talking? Well, you know, it's actually an Easter story cookie recipe. Ooh, that sounds good. So get your paper and pen out from now. We'll probably tack that on at the back end of the program. I want people to be aware of it because it will describe the ingredients. And I'll have to I'll have to go slowly enough to, you know, to to write so people can write them down. But there's also um, scripture mixed in. So as you are making the cookies, you have scripture verses that you can read, and the ingredients representing different things as part of the story. And it's especially helpful if you want to do this in conjunction, perhaps with your kids. So keeping the ear out for that. Prior to that, looking forward to, again to having Roma Downey join us on the program. And uh, maybe we'll even do a giveaway or two. We can still do that sort of thing. In fact, let's do it from now because if not, I may forget. We have a wonderful sponsor of our program, Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. If you like a gift card to you pick, Duncan, uh, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, you choose... It's $5.60. We do that in conjunction with our frequency and also just something simple enough to make a, often multiple winners, enough to go out and get a coffee with a friend or a water ice with a friend. So if you'd like one, give a quick call, 800-560-9345. Happy to make a couple of winners here. 800-560-9345. We'll keep things rolling from there. It's Tim DeMarcio, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. It's Phil Joel. Better than I found it. Phil was in uh, Newsboys and still kind of is. They have a, a tour they're planning on doing. It was actually in motion for a couple of years and then got postponed last year due to you know what. Uh, but they're planning to have uh, it resume again, I believe, in May. We had Phil on the program just last Friday. One of the questions I had asked him was, you know, he talked He talked about uh, he left the band let me back up for a second. First of all, we have his new CD called Better Than I Found It. That's the title track you just heard. We're going to start giving that away on Monday. So look for that in the contest page at WFIL.com. All right. Secondly, when we had Phil on the program last week, one of the questions I asked him had to do with the fact that he was in Newsboys, which is one of the biggest Christian bands going for many years. He left that band partly really to pursue the Lord more intentionally and have more time with his family, gave up what would be, you know, a very secure job, very well-respected, you know, stable kind of a situation or something not as well-known. Um, and as it's turned out, he has been basically, you know, out of Newsboys longer than he was in or, or comparable amount of time. You know, time goes by quickly. His two young children at the time when he left are now, I think, 20 and 17 and they were, you know, four and one or five and two at the time. 
So I asked him a little bit about kind of looking back and thinking about those sorts of things. Was it worth doing? Do you feel affirmed in doing it? Is it hard to believe, you know, all that this time has passed? And uh, so here are some of the thoughts that, that Phil had sharing about that decision to intentionally leave something that he knew for what he said, you know, something he felt the Lord was calling him to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, it was hard and it was a bit crazy. And I do look back on it and, um, you know, you could look, maybe some people look back on different experiences like that and go, oh, gosh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as hard as, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was, you know, I you know, yeah. but, but I'm, I actually look back and I go, no, that was tough. It was tough. Hmm. It was a tough call to make, and it wasn't easy, and it was uncomfortable. But man, that's 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 where the good stuff comes from, you know. Discomfort and growth is always a little uncomfortable, and change is always a little bit, uh, you know, you can feel a little reckless and a little, you know, you can feel a little lost in the midst of change. But that's when we get we, we find redirection, and and so it was it was pretty honestly it was um. Yeah, it was tough. It's challenge. It was challenging, and but uh, but completely worthwhile. Absolutely, absolutely worthwhile. You know, I I, I honestly um, I probably wrestled with the decision to move on longer than I should have. I look back now and I go, you know, there was I really felt the Lord nudging me out a little earlier than I <laughs> actually left, <laughs> and sure. I probably I probably could have gone a little earlier, um, but you know, hey. God's good. He's patient. He's gracious. He's like, I, I get it. You know, he understands us obviously a lot better than we understand ourselves. But, yeah. but I, I say that because hopefully now my radar is a little more attuned to, um, to his leading maybe on, and, and when to, when to let things go, um, when to move on or when to lay hold of something else. You know, I think that's kind of like, um, faith that is a little bit of a, uh, it is. It is like a bit of a like a muscle, isn't it? You know, you sort of exercise your faith, and it gets stronger. Not to say that as a braggadocious type thing, but 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 when you trust God over the years, and you and you look back and you see His providence, and you see how He He He's led you um, out of certain places and into new promised lands, um, it's easier moving forward to go. It's all right. He's got this. He's got this. I don't. I haven't got it, <laughs> but, yeah. but he's got it, and he knows what he's doing. And um, and even with situations where we don't know how to get out of at certain points too, um, we don't need to panic. We just need to just really call out to him. I'm going to sing a song tonight called "Call Unto Me," and it's based on Jeremiah 33:3 that says, "Call, call unto me, and I will show you great and marvelous things you don't know on your own." So that's Phil Joel. Part of our conversation from last Friday, still working on getting caught up a little bit from podcasts in the last couple of weeks, but hope to, um, I hope to have that up by, uh, before going to bed tonight. Let's put it that way. So if you want to hear the full conversation with Phil from last Friday, you should be able to get it on our homepage at WFIL.com. You're also welcome to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and have them come right to you. We have a brief break coming up here in a second, uh, but then we're looking forward to bringing on board the one and only Roma Downey. You know, we're from Touched by an Angel and perhaps a lot of other things, including the Bible miniseries uh, on the History Channel that she uh, was very instrumental in putting together. Uh, she's part of a new movie called Resurrection, and we'll be chatting with her about that for a bit. I also want to share that Easter story cookie recipe with you before the hour is through, so have your pen and paper ready. I think you'll like it. Tim DeMoss Show on WFL back with more in just a moment.
Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. We know how the story ends. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, opening day today, Major League Baseball. I remember having a conversation. It's very brief. It's the only conversation I ever had with a gentleman named Dave Roberts, manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And when the Dodgers were in town, this would have been two summers ago, I suppose. I just had enough time to quick slip in the manager's office. And I was covering the, that game and introduce myself. He's a believer, and I just had, and he only had time for like one quick question. I just said, I asked him, could you share about how your faith in the Lord intersects with your craft, with your work, with managing this baseball club? And his response is really interesting. He says, we know how the story ends. And he said a couple of little things, but I was struck by, it was very clear to him. What a perspective. You're managing one of the most prestigious clubs in all of baseball and all of sports, really Los Angeles Dodgers. And he was very grounded enough to very quickly without any hesitation say, we know how the story ends. Just thought it was a beautiful and it's a great reminder. As you hear that song there from Petra, he came, he saw, he conquered. We're heading of course, Maundy Thursday and a very solemn time these next 24 to 36 hours. And over the course of the weekend, the joy of Easter is on the way. And it is amazing and wonderful to know how the story does end uh, with regard to Jesus being raised from the dead. And, of course, there's more to come, much more joy to come in the future. If you're listening to this radio station, and uh, perhaps it's the first day you've ever listened. Maybe you don't know who this Jesus is. You've heard about him. And there are a lot of folks who are listening who are, who are familiar. Don't forget, constantly, over time, there are people who are hearing about him for the first time. So be encouraged to... Listen to this station. The programs you hear will point you to God, point you to the Lord. And you're always welcome to call in, too. We're happy to have conversations with folks if you want to ask questions. But uh, this program is built on John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so we hope this program uh, specifically uh, points you in that direction. Thanks to those who have listened in. For those who pray for the program, too. We greatly appreciate that as well. We have a special guest joining us in a second. Uh, just was mentioning baseball there, so a quick check on what's going on. The Phillies are up to zip at the uh, bottom of the fourth, I think it is. Their season opener at home at the ballpark, which is good. Flyers lost last night to Buffalo. Sixers play at Cleveland tonight at 7. And the uh, March Madness deal continues this coming Saturday. Four games, uh, or two games with four teams. It's a Final Four playing this weekend. Uh, I guess you have Houston and Baylor, and then you have Gonzaga and uh, UCLA playing uh, forecast down to 29 tonight with some clouds, kind of cloudy and windy tomorrow, 44, the high Saturday warms up to close to 55 mix of clouds and sun and Sunday, you know, on the sunny side, a little cloud action at times and up to 65 for Easter Sunday before the program is done. I have an Easter story cookie recipe to share with you. So get a pen out. I'll, I'll read slowly enough to share this with you because it's not just a recipe for cookies, which is, Good enough to write that down just for that reason alone. But uh, it actually incorporates a lot of scripture verses, and um, it's a great teaching tool.
for your kids and perhaps simply just for yourself. So with that uh, being said, we'll, we'll get to that toward the end of the program, but there's a new movie available to you. It's called Resurrection, and it is uh, our, our pleasure right now to bring in Roma Downey. You'll know her from Touched by an Angel. She is the producer of this film, and let's, uh, let's chat about it. Roma, how are you? Thank you for checking in today. Tim, I'm so good. How are you doing? Lovely. It's a fine day in Philadelphia. How are you doing? Weather go- going all right for you where you're at? Yes, I. The, you know, I'm in eternally good weather because I'm I'm in Southern California. Ah, never rains. That's the phrase, right? Never rains in Southern I California. I know. Unfortunately, it never rains. I mean, it's it's the downside on the opposite part of all that, you know. But it's yeah. a beautiful, hot spring day. That's great. Well, it's great to make your acquaintance and have a chance to chat with you. I saw Resurrection last night. Watched the screener, and uh, it was like, whoa! Right out of the cannon, boom. Yeah, uh, you know, because oh, it's intense. Isn't it? it's yes, intense. but I mean, it's an intense story. It's, it was a dangerous time they were living in, and uh, the politics of the day were 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 nerve wracking. And you know, it was just we wanted to present it almost plays out like a great thriller, and yet the essence of the story is triumph and hope and love. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I think in the first fifteen or twenty minutes, and this is also probably what good to talk about because the expectation some people may come to a movie that has to do with Easter thinking it's going to be the crucifixion is at the end of the movie or something or near the end of it. Yes, that's normally the case to be honest. Yeah. So this one yeah. uh, you and know. Then they, and then they and, it's, and sometimes the resurrection is just tagged on at the end you know it's almost like an afterthought. Yes. And uh, and we want the resurrection to be the centerpiece of this film as it is the centerpiece of our faith. Isn't that something? Yeah, and, and that caught me off guard for the first little bit because after about 20 minutes, when you've gone through a lot of things from Peter's denial through the crucifixion and beyond, I'm like, what, what's the rest of the movie going to be about? Like how? Because, I, I mean, I knew there was more to come, and I had an inkling. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, by the end, I was like, wow. I never – my son actually came in and watched the tail end of it with me the last half hour. And I looked at him after it was done. I said, you know, I forget what it's like to be a disciple after the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And what they would have gone through, all of the story that, because the story really comes through the eyes of the disciples, right? At the way you've t- that's correct. Yeah. yeah, quite deliberately so. We wanted to tell the story from that point of view because that's really never been done before, and we wanted to see their humanity, and we wanted to show the emotions that you know that they had been going through in a way, really, so that we could relate to them. You know, that we would see ourselves in this story um, because we are the resurrection people. You know, I mean, in the scene. Uh, with Doubting Thomas, as he's become known. Um, you know, he says, I won't believe unless I see with my own eyes and feel with my own hands. And when Jesus finally appears to him and then blesses him, but then says, blessed are they who will never see and yet believe. And then we cut to the end of the movie. No spoiler alerts needed, <laughs> but, you know, where we just have this handful of disciples in the first century but we take the audience then to the 21st century and show that we are now 2.2 billion disciples across denominations, across the world. And um, it's just, I think, very moving to be reminded of that. Yeah, very powerful conclusion as well, as you mentioned there. I, you know, as you, I, I think one aspect of the story that's, that really starts to grow on me and it's dawning on me 
is is the political side, I guess, the safety, if nothing else, of the disciples thinking, I guess I started thinking, you know, I know it's in the book of Acts, there, but you forget about yes. uh, what happened to them because you figure like, okay, everyone went home after the crucifixion and there's the story, and of course, the resurrection, powerful, that's the core of our faith, but but then thinking kind of like everybody went back to their own business and forgot like, yes. well, no, it's not that way at all. The disciples actually probably had to live in fear for quite some time. So, oh, yeah, I would imagine really for the rest of their lives, you know. I mean, we know from Scripture that at the foot of the cross it was only John. He was the only disciple there. Well, we had Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus. But yeah. of the twelve, it was just John. And then, of course, Judas had already betrayed him. So it begs the question, well, where did the other ten go? Like, where were they? They weren't up at the cross. And so that first thing that we have after the crucifixion, we try to show, you know, them all coming back together. And the impulse really is to head back to Galilee. You know, if they're killing, they just killed Jesus, we might be next. You know, they're scared for their lives. They, and, uh, and I think that's a, a natural emotion that they might have experienced. I mean, Scripture is beautifully written, of course, but it's written in a way that it just gives us the facts. In the New Testament, we've got four authors and, of course, there's overlap in the story, but it's still a very factual account of what happened. This Bible isn't written like a novel, so it doesn't give us the opportunity to fill in what they were feeling, what the emotional connections might be, the nuance of emotion, etc. But as filmmakers, we get to do that. We get to take the story, we root it in scriptural ac- accuracy, and then we're able to breathe a life into it, to bring the story to life off the page, onto the screen, and uh, and hopefully makes the whole experience more alive for people, so that when they go back to church and hear the readings, so they go back to the Bible themselves and read the read the, the Gospels. Um, you know, they now have these very full, vivid, technicolor pictures in their head, and I think it just enhances the experience. Yeah, folks, just tuning in, Roma Downey, kind enough to hang out with us today. The new film is called Resurrection. Uh, folks will know you, of course, from your years with Touched by an Angel, but a lot of other things you've been involved with, too, including the Bible miniseries. Um, and uh, before I forget, uh, just practically speaking, for folks who want to check out Resurrection, what's the what's the mechanics of that when it's available and, and how they go about viewing it? Yes, of course. I know. I'm, it's like I teach, I'm, I'm the one that's teaching the old dog new tricks. <laughs> um, gone are the days. It's, you know, CBS at 8 o'clock. Yeah, right. It's now on a... It lives on a streaming platform, so that means that it's there. It's already up there. You could go in any time at your convenience with, in the luxury and safety of your own home and download this movie. And when, to download it, you go to discoveryplus.com okay. uh, forward slash slash resurrection. And that will allow you to download for free, watch the movie, and then hopefully you'll love all the other stuff. It's very family-friendly, and it's very inexpensive then to subscribe to D- Discovery+. Plus. But you can check it out, get a free trial, and check out the movie. And it's, um, it's currently there, so it's available um, all over Easter and beyond. Okay, Roma Downey, our guest. A brief break. We'll keep our conversation about resurrection going in just a moment. You'll listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for hanging out this afternoon. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 443 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. I've had a lovely conversation with Roma Downey. 
You'll know her from Touched by an Angel and other work she has done, including producing the Bible miniseries uh, for the History Channel and uh, this new movie, Resurrection, we're talking about. I wanted to get back to what um, you were saying right before the break. I remember teaching Sunday school when my sons were, were little, and I, I was one to kind of think, I don't want to say out of the box, but I didn't want to go just with the pre-produced material. So I talked to my the, the person I was working with. I said, I just want to sit down and talk with the kids, kind of heart to heart. So we did that for a while. It seemed to work okay. But one day she pulled me aside. She said, you know, Tim, some people are visual learners and you may want to not just go with the spoken word and having these nice conversations, which are good. Um, and I was like, you know what? You might be right. And so obviously as a filmmaker, you, I'm guessing that you feel very strongly about the power of what the visual I can do. do of, of the visual. And I also am a visual learner. I mean, I feel if I've seen it, it anchors inside of me in a different way than if, if I've read it. And, you know, and we've provided, like, our Bible series, um, our feature film, Son of God, now this feature film, Resurrection, we're hoping will be a resource for people. You know, it's, it's a great opportunity to watch as a family and to start those conversations after, maybe over dinner, over a meal, over a cup of tea, um, particularly with your, you know, with your kids. Now, obviously, there is a little bit of violence in this because it was first century. It was very dangerous and violent time, but none of it's gratuitous. Um, you know, we do show the crucifixion of Jesus, but as everybody knows, that story moves quickly into, you know, the beauty of his resurrection. And um, we go right through the ascension. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite scenes is Pentecost, where the disciples have been told by Jesus to go spread the gospel. They're still not quite sure how they're going to do that. He says, don't worry, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. They're still not quite sure what that's going to look like. And they gather in the upper room, and because we were able to bring in a really excellent special effects team, there's great flames of fire swirling around that upper room, filling them with God, filling them with Spirit, so that when they finally open the door and come down the steps, they're just ready now to, you know, they're speaking languages that they even know they knew. They're speaking in tongues. They're just full of God and ready to go share the gospel. And, you know, for my husband and I, Mark, uh, who produced this film with me, um, you know, we hope that this movie helps to spread the gospel, that, um, you know, that maybe somebody even that doesn't know anything about Jesus might watch the movie because they hear it's a good movie and may for the first time be exposed to this story. So we just pray for transformed hearts. And uh, But I have fond memories of, I grew up in Ireland, and I have very fond memories of sitting with my family as a child and watching whatever the Easter movies of those times were, things like Jesus of Nazareth, The Greatest Story Ever Told, Charlton Heston and the Ten Commandments, all the oldies, yeah. you know, and they were good. But the, but the truth is, they've aged out, you know. And your your son, I don't know how old your son is, how, how old is he? Uh, we have two, uh, the one I was watching last night is 20. Yes, so, okay, so he's a young adult. But, you know, for teenagers, for anybody coming into this, we're very sophisticated audiences now. You know, it's, I think the movies, just because they're faith movies or well-intended, they still have to be excellent. And so this movie's as good as any movie coming out of Hollywood. And um, we just hope that it, you know, it just fires people up with their faith, you know, and we, you know, we're all ready. We haven't been able to go to church together. We haven't been able to be in community for a while. But um, I'm hoping that this film just, you know, sets a fire in people's hearts and 
um, you know, is a great preparation and celebration of Easter. Amen. Amen. Roma Downey, kind enough to spend time with us today. Uh, Resurrection, again, is called is the name of the movie. And I would affirm what you just said, uh, including what I love what you said earlier about wanting to um, fill in the gaps as, as much as you can know or not know, right? But you want to trace it back yeah. to biblical accuracy. So when people are they're hearing the words of Scripture all the way throughout, and then you're doing your best to say, what would it have been like to be there? Um, I think it really does that very well. And and even watching the transformation of Peter throughout, including after Pentecost, a changed man. And, and that was like another, yeah. almost like another movie know, within a movie. But wasn't, didn't you find it inspiring, though, when he jumped oh, yeah. up on that table? Yes. And he's like, we are, you know, we are going for the kingdom of God. We are the people. You know, we've got to tell the world. And he's just on fire, and it's just so exciting. You think that's available to us, too. Yes. You know, the Holy Spirit's available to all of us, and and Easter is a time of renewal and remembering that. And so we made this movie that people would remember, really that they would remember how loved they are by a loving God. Amen. Amen. And the other quick thing I'd say powerfully, when what struck me was when Jesus ascended, and you're looking at the 12 watching him go, and you're thinking, yes. wow, this is, the, this is like the lynch, this, what are the pivot point? These 12 guys, yes. you know, that God I used, think. very everyday people. Yeah. Right? Ordinary people, like you and me, so ordinary. And then did you see in the clouds all those angels? Yes. The Lord's army? Oh, it just like gives me goosebumps. <laughs> it's like, you know, right? Yeah. I mean, he could have sent that army down. He could do anything. But this was what he chose to do, you know? I love and, um, and he, you know, and look how we've grown. Look how that small band of brothers took the faith. And now we're over 2.2 billion Christians in the world. It's extraordinary. It really is. Thank you for your work yeah. with it, your commitment to it, and and it'll be a blessing, I'm sure, for sure, one day to be uh, with the Lord and able to hang out with people who the, the Lord used this film to, to change their lives and encourage those who already know him, too. Um, yes, that's you know. right. That's right. Wishing you and your family and all your listeners a very happy and safe and holy Easter. And yours, too. Thank you so much, Roma. Have a great day. God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. Roma Downey, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. The film is called Resurrection, discoveryplus.com slash resurrection is where you can go to find it. Quick break. Do you have the uh, Easter cookie recipe I want to share with you before we're done here? We have just enough time to slip that in. Get your pen and paper out. I think you'll like it. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us here. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.52 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Years ago, when uh, I was doing radio on our sister station, 990 WZZD at the time, which is now Philadelphia's AM 990 The Answer, conservative news talk, I did a morning show there, and I don't know. This is 25 years ago or so. I had access to this Easter story cookie recipe that I shared one time. I don't remember who gave it to me. I do have a faithful listener I still keep in touch with on Facebook who sent it to me uh, some years ago because I lost track of it. But she says, I still make these every year. And thank you for sharing that recipe. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to pass this along to you. And so uh, I'll say that. If you want to jot this down, grab a pen or a paper, crayon, watercolor, whatever is your medium of choice, and we'll share it with you in a second. 
grab a piece of paper, uh, or again, whatever you want to put that on. While you're doing that, just a quick note, uh, I want to thank Thomas in Philadelphia, George in Philadelphia, Stephen Phillipsburg, New Jersey, Eleanor in Woodbury, New Jersey, and Mary in Barrington, New Jersey. They're among the folks who stepped up and helped out in our partnership with Save the Children. We still have a few days left. We're going to wrap things up, I think, this weekend, maybe on Easter Sunday. So the, the, the core of it is trying to help rescue children suffering from severe acute malnutrition. We've worked with Save the Children before. They work all over the world, 100-plus countries. And in this particular instance, for this little season of time, we're helping uh, rescue children with your help suffering from severe acute malnutrition. So it's different than a child going from a, a one meal a day to two or two to three or whatever it might be. This is children, they're children who are literally on the brink of starvation. And so the, um, the assistance revolves around this uh, substance called Plumpy Nut, which provides nutrition, minerals, some medication. It uh, really helps save a lot of lives. And they've done the math. It takes roughly $60 worth to help save a child, stem that tide, and turn them around so that they can be in a position to get better and get well. So if you want to help, a $60 one-time contribution would do that for one child, help save a life. What a beautiful time to do it when you think about the life, the fact that our lives have been rescued by uh, Jesus through the, the, the uh, message of Easter and through the truth of Easter. Uh, but you could do more. Some folks have done a lot more. Some have done 5 or 10 or $20. Whatever it is, you can either call 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836, or WFIL.com. We'll have the banner, the Save the Children banner there till. I think through Sunday, and that'll be, that'll be it for that. So thanks to all who have helped out. And again, you're more than welcome to join in. It's part of the fabric of what this radio station's about. We're glad to do it. So here's the recipe. Ready? Easter story cookies. You need a cup of whole pecans, teaspoon of vinegar, three egg whites, pinch of salt, cup of sugar, Zipper baggie, wooden spoon, tape and a Bible, and wax paper. All right? Cup of whole pecans, teaspoon vinegar, three egg whites, pinch of salt, cup of sugar, zipper baggie, wooden spoon, tape and Bible, wax paper. I will put this with the podcast. So... Don't worry if you don't get it all. Preheat the oven to 300 degrees. In fact, you know what? More practically speaking, you may want to just get the podcast description. I'm going to read through this because it's more than just a recipe. Preheat the oven to 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Place pecans in a zipper baggie and let children beat them with the wooden spoon to break into small pieces. Explain after Jesus was arrested, he was beaten by the Roman soldiers. Read John 19, 1 through 3. Then let each child smell the vinegar. Put a teaspoon of vinegar into the mixing bowl and explain when Jesus was thirsty on the cross, he was given vinegar to drink. Read John 19, 28 to 30. Add egg whites to vinegar. Eggs represent life. Explain Jesus gave his life to give us life. Read John 10, 10 and 11. Sprinkle a little salt into each child's hand. Let them taste it and brush the rest in the bowl. Explain this represents the salty tears shed by Jesus' followers and the bitterness of our own sin. Read Luke twenty three twenty seven. 
So far, the ingredients, not very appetizing. You add a cup of sugar in, explain the sweetest part of the story is Jesus died because he loves us. He wants us to know and belong to him. Read Psalm 34, 8 and John 3, 16. Beat the mixture with a mixer on high speed, 12 to 15 minutes till the uh, it, it peaks, stiff peaks are formed. Explain the color white represents the purity in God's eyes of those whose sins have been cleansed by Jesus. Read Isaiah 118 and John 3, 1 through 3. Fold in broken nuts, drop by teaspoons onto wax paper, covered cookie sheet. Explain that each mound represents the rocky tomb where Jesus' body was laid. Read Matthew 27, 65 to 66. Put the cookie sheet in the oven, close the door, turn off the oven, give each child a piece of tape and let them seal the oven door. Explain Jesus' tomb was sealed. Read Matthew 27, 65 and 66. And go to bed at that point. Explain they may feel sad to leave the cookies in the oven overnight. Jesus' followers were in despair when the tomb was sealed. Read John 16, 20 and 22. On Easter morning, open the oven and give everyone a cookie. Notice the cracked surface and take a bite. The cookies are hollow. On the first Easter, Jesus' followers were amazed to find the tomb open and empty. Read Matthew 29, 28, 1 through 9. He has risen. He has risen indeed. We'll put that whole deal on our podcast description at WFL.com. Should be up later on this evening. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Listen for our special Easter program tomorrow featuring one song after the other telling the story of Jesus' birth through the resurrection. God bless you. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.